Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is us. Yes, sir, and we're back for more D20 rolling dice shenanigans, playing with that controller and or keyboard, and killing Klingons like crazy. It is I, your host, Game Goblin, along with my two co-hosts, because the moniker has a real-life job at the moment, lucky bastard. So, Darth Blasphemous, hail to the dark side. And... Kazakhan, the Lord Dragon. And we are three people trapped in a room with one hamburger, and it's all mine. <laughs> Anywho, before I eat this delicious hamburger, because I realized I was kind of a, a fuckwit last... Uh, Two weeks? Set. Yeah, a little while back. I kind of just ham-fisted my way in and... <laughs> Kept wailing until things stopped moving? Well, sometimes you just gotta wail on them, you know? You, when the monkey needs punished, you go in there and just go spank happy, alright? That's what I did. Anywho, uh, before we get into today's category of stuff, and these two guys are going to have their rant session uh, about stuff corrupting. Oh yeah, he's popping his neck already. About the uh, corrupting things in our video game and RP industry and all that. And I'm going to eat my hamburger so you guys can get into it. Also, uh, thanks to the community of Parlor, we're actually getting a few more subscribers here and there and some neat people coming along. And we don't have a lot of numbers, so we don't have quantity. Well, but we, we have, have quality. Yes, we do. We have quality. I, I Every time somebody subs to me, I check out their profile and, you know, just scroll up and down to check out, you know, what kind of people are listening to us. And I might need to start swearing a little less because there's uh, a gal uh, in there who's like a mom of three kind of stuff and, you know, totally family friendly. But then again, maybe she wants to hear somebody cuss unabashedly every once in a while. How about this? We swear that we will do it only when necessary. And we'll try and do it tastefully. You know, it's not that we're trying to, you know, sell ourselves for being politically correct or any of that shit. But let's start pulling out some of our favorite shit from sci-fis with those weird-ass swear words like in fucking... What's your favorite one? Farscape with the blue chick? Well, I know, I remember frell. Oh, yeah, I I would... I would frell her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Frell, get them! GG Angeli is like... I, I don't care. She's, a, yeah. I, I, I don't care. She's, I don't care. She's an Australian, and all Australian women. This is my personal opinion. This is not based on any scientific shit whatsoever. They all have weird foreheads, <laughs> right? I don't care that Gigi Ashley has a weird forehead. I would still frell with her all night long, <laughs> and the next morning, and as long as you could keep up. Right, so you know, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, in her case, I am a one microt man, so <laughs> th- there is that not working in my favor. Anyway, you guys want to get to your rant time, so mute that damn TV over there. It's muted, Don't... it's muted. Okay, That's why good. Double checking my safeties. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, uh, bringing Parlor into the uh, mix, I'm going to step out with one last thing, and that's an announcement uh, from Orange Rose, one of our followers on Parlor. Yeah, really cool. Uh, Budding artists getting into their own right, practicing and learning different mediums and things. Uh, Orange Rose has said, for me to tell everybody who's listening to our podcast, I hope next year is better for everyone. And you know what, Orange Rose? I agree with that. I do hope next year is better for everyone, yourself included. And thanks for wishing everyone who listens to our podcast well. And, you know, just people in general. So... You know what? Mad props for people actually still having humanity these days. Yeah, thanks like for a even... moment of pro- uh, humanity and, you know, <laughs> a little bit of, I, I hope you do well, positivity without any strings attached. Just for the sake of it. Yeah, that's right. Gods know we need it in this world right now. Yeah, we need it. Okay, so I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to break out my burger, and I think Kaz wants to start because he's, like, popping his knuckles. He's cracking his neck. So, Kaz, the microphone is yours. (laughs) Okay, kids and kidlets. Since Blasphemous has kindly put words in our mouth and said, you know, we're going to try and be more tactful about swearing, 
That'll happen after this episode. Yeah, I said in the future. I'm not a fucking retard. <laughs> hey, I can say that word. I rode the short bus. Just the same. It's our people's word. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much shit poisoning the gaming industry. All over the goddamn place. There's politics. There's political correctness. There's divisive inclusivity. There's fucking too much money involved in fucking gaming. Because what, it, what it's doing is it's, you know, it's giving companies like EA and Bethesda and Microsquish too much fucking power because they have the biggest, fattest wad of fucking paper to throw on the table, thump, thump people with, and go, fuck you, I bought it. It's unreasonable, it's fucking bullshit, and it's just... aggravating in a fundamental primal way. Games are for everyone. Your taste in games might differ from mine, and that's fine. I might choose to stay on PC, others choose to stay on consoles, or tabletop, or none, either, handhelds. Who cares? As long as you're having fun, and you're not hurting people, who cares? Who the fuck cares about, oh, this game series has this much shit. Representation matters for everybody. And at the same token, shoving it down your throat from any aspect, any reason, any method, is just as bad as any other method of, you know, fucking tribalism, goddamn religious agendas, um, you know, indoctrination, right? The church does it all the fucking time, and it's not surprising anymore. It damn well should be, and politics, political correctness, fucking the extreme capitalism that's going on these days. Like, in its own right, you know, may the best product win. But when you've got, you know, five or six companies that have enough money to just browbeat things into death with bot reviews, with, you know, oh, we don't want to release at the same time as this, so we're going to shove it further down the road. This has happened a couple of times with Cyberpunk 2077. It has forced other games to be like, no, we're going to hold off because we can't compete with that. And it's saddening, it's tragic, because those games have just as much potential, most of the time, as the bigger company. And it's, and you know, sometimes it's the small and small ideas that get big. Let's take Among Us. It's fucking everywhere right now. And it was an indie game made by like, I think it's, it's five or less people. I just don't know the exact number. It's not important though. People are having fun with it, and aside from a slightly toxic player base, which is kind of frustrating, but at the same token, it's a game about whodunit murder. Like, the topic is divisive, and that's, there's very little way to go around that. So it's still sort of in the nature of the game to be divisive. And games can do that. Games can do that. They can tell a story. They can, you know, move a narrative. Not that they should. Because the story should trump, and the gameplay should trump. If you have those two things, and, you know, heck, decent graphics? Not great. Decent. And a good soundtrack, you have a game. Like a concept, a story, or even lack thereof. And method of exploration of, you know, what the game does, how it does it, and all sorts of stuff. Like, I'm just getting a buddy, a co-worker of mine, you know, into gaming. I handed him, like, okay, you're gonna get these two games, because they're very chill, they're very low-key, and they don't require a huge amount of rapid motion. So you, 
you shouldn't have any problems with this. His expressed concerns were things like first-person shooters. He doesn't have the gaming reflexes that the rest of us have built up. And that's fine. You know, I thought, these are a couple of things that I think you'll enjoy. Let me know when you get them, we'll play together, and we'll run it as far as you want to run. That's great. That's inclusive in the proper way. It's something that's not going to break the bank. It's something that's not going to force a division with anyone else. First-person shooters, not your thing. That's fine. There's other games out there. There's puzzle games. There's mystery games. There's point-and-click adventures. There's RPGs. There's real-time strategy. There's fucking everything out there. And it's great. But with all of the shit that gets forced into games, the political agendas, the religious agendas, the... Oh, it's not inclusive enough! Like, all of this stuff is poisoning gaming. And it's poisoning gaming to such a point where people can't see that it is. It's become so pervasive that everybody just sees it, blinks, nods, and carries on. It's not news. It should be news. Maybe, you know, we've said it before on the podcast, maybe this whole thing, you know, the whole gaming industry needs a full reboot. Start from scratch. We've learned a lot of things. We've come a long way. Our technical capabilities are much better than they were in ages past. And at the same token, we need to bring back innovation and we need to curtail these giant corporations with their big money pockets and their big political agendas and their religious agendas and everything involved in that. That needs to fall. And I think when it does, gaming will go through a short dark age and then it'll spring back because people will find ways to entertain themselves and they will do so in neat, innovative ways and others will join. And that's that's really the spirit of gaming is having fun. In some cases your way in, you know, sandbox games or in other cases not sandbox games for the people who enjoy them. It's like the freedom of choice is great. But when people take that choice, that agency away, it gets snarly. We talked about this with the AI dungeon. It's still learning. It's like a child playing the DM, which is fine. It's still learning, but it does take player agency away, and it pulls away from immersion. It pulls away from having fun, although in its own right it was fun because we were laughing at how dumb it was. It's still learning. And that's where we have to go. New things. Bring... I don't know. Bring method back without being overly poisoned by politics. Politics. Narrative should be king. Gameplay should be king. And everything else serves under that. The story, or the, the mechanics of the game, the sound of the game, the, you know, graphic style of the game, that all serves the story and the gameplay. And without those two things, a game is nothing. And it's kind of become what they are with exclusion. That's all that they are, is mechanics, is sound, is graphics, is really lacking in depth. There are plenty of great deep games. There are plenty of games that make you think. There are lots of games that are just brutal hack-and-slash murder fests. Doom is a fantastic game. And it's ancient. The original Doom is ancient by today's standards. So much so that they put it as an easter egg in Doom Eternal. You play through the game, you pick up the discs, and you can actually install it on the computer in the hub. And it will play on it 
crappy little computer in the hub. And that's cool. It's a great thing. But again, too much politics. Too much overtones that take away from the story and the gameplay. And it turns gaming sometimes into a chore. Games are not a chore, they're fun. That's what they're for. And anything else is fucking wrong. Tell us how you really feel. I feel like there's enough poison in the waters to make the moon sink and turn purple. You know, it's actually uh, interesting that you were mentioning uh, basically how the whole inclusivity uh, divide is exclusive in its own right. Because right now with Baldur's Gate 4 on the horizon, there's a small group of individuals who are complaining about wheelchair ramps not being included in the game. Fuck that. That's a political agenda. And it's a <coughs> nice idea, but in practice, it doesn't make sense. Well, of course not. There wasn't any wheelchair ramps in medieval Europe. Let's, let's also look at The Hobbit. Where do you see a wheelchair ramp in that? And there's nobody bitching. Where do you... Oh, no. There are plenty of motherfuckers bitching about how not inclusive enough the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit are, and they really need to get rid of those so that we can throw in all this other junk. It's... Fuck that. Fuck them and fuck any everything they stand for. That's the thing, though. These are the people who are loud and whiny on Twitter. These are the people that companies are listening to because they are the loudest group. It's like how they changed the whole thing with fucking what's-her-name in uh, Overwatch because literally one person complained. They changed an entire character because one person complained. Was this the observation about all, all the female characters having the same body phenotype? No, 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 no. That was something different because they had already planned on having the super muscular chick and fat girl in glasses, which is the cutest one, by the way. Um, And also the evilest. I've never played. Um, I'm just talking about her. But no, it was uh, the the British one. She had some finisher thing where she like a little butt show thing, which kind of would have made sense for the era she's supposed to be from, from what little I know about the lore and all that. But the problem is literally one person complained on Twitter. And they change the entire character's look. I mean, yeah, there's, there's always I think going her name's to... Tracer. Yes, Tracer. You said British chick, and I knew. That's because I played it for a while. But again, the big deal is that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The problem is the squeaky wheel should be replaced. And that's the big thing, is that we're band-aiding this stuff without really paying attention to the damage underneath. And that is the problem. That is the root of the evil in the gaming industry. Because it's there, and it's fucking prevalent. Evil takes many forms. In this case, poison. This whole thing is going to blow down. It's going to crash, burn. We're going to sit around roasting marshmallows and weenies by the fire. And then we're going to carry on and find new ways to entertain ourselves that don't involve giant corporations of mad, money-sucking poison hogs. Fuck that. Fuck everything. Just, I want a game and not have people yell, yell at me because I chose this game. I want a game with friends and have a good time with my friends and my buddies and, you know, anyone who happens to be involved. You know, I'm not wishing ill on other gamers. And there are certainly plenty of bad apples in the bunch. There's plenty of trolls. There's plenty of fucktards. There's plenty of sore losers. This is kind of par with human nature, though. There's always something more. And there's always something that we can be better. We can have our moments of positivity. You know, our our viewer wishing everyone who uh, us and everyone who listens to us a better year next year that's awesome that's wholesome and we need it the gaming industry needs to sort of get its shit together because I'm not familiar with the Rick and Morty quote I can't use it but it applies whole spiel is like a three minute stint in one episode yeah I'm not gonna do anything more on that Rick and Morty stuff considering the allegations against its creator 
<laughs> oh, I'm just not gonna touch that. Not even with a stolen dick. Nope. Nope. Not going there. <laughs> not not even with an 11 foot uh, cattle prod. Mm -mm, nope. <laughs> nope. So yeah, it seems that uh, after your lengthy rant and or tirade and and trying to get your thought processes out, that. Um, you're not too enthused about the future of gaming and the course it's taking, neither one of you. Oh, the, the, like, it's going to crash and burn, and then we'll see a, rec a resurgence, and it will be better after that. Likewise, I could say that of most everything about the current era. It's going to crash, burn, and hell, that might be what we're doing, and then it'll come back either stronger or not at all. I find that viewpoint to be a bit too... Not optimistic, but, uh... Fatalistic? No, God, no. That's not fatalistic enough. Um... Willfully ignorant of the potential outcomes. Um, it, it's one of those things where, and this is where I'm going to begin my rant. I know your time saw is a bit left, but you yeah, seem to be that's good. I'm running, out re running around the same circle. So, with all the shit going on, especially with the quote-unquote inclusion culture, which is more exclusive... It all comes down to people having views on power. Remember, the people who are doing all this change and all this whining and the squeaky wheels. Right now, the ones that are pushing for this forced inclusivity uh, is for power. You hear this from them. They didn't say rest in peace to anyone that died. They said rest in power. They're using the same ideologies of the past to try and tear everything down and put themselves in power. That's what they're trying to do. And I've I've looked in this, I've listened to many different people, I'm not just some guy sitting there listening to Alex Jones every day, in fact, I can't remember the last time I went on Infowars.com for any reason other than to, oh my god, have you seen this, it's so retarded. But even then, that was like 2014, I want to say, some years ago, because it was something really dumb. But, I've been looking around and all I'm seeing is all these people are just wanting to ensure that power relies with their team and they have the idea that they're going to be the ones left in power. My rant mainly, what I want to focus on is the problems I've seen are more on the local level. When it comes to the general interaction between people, especially since most LGSs unfortunately are having to close their doors possibly permanently, uh, because they still haven't in some states and places been able to open back up at all. We find the issues mainly to be in the interconnectivity of the groups within that store. Because most of the stores you see getting propped up online had groups that went along with that whole idea of this is how they maintain power. And they're the ones who are trying to now dominate the online existence of gaming. And this is the whole thing going on of when you get to those small groups, you had a few people that didn't care, they just wanted to game. But then you saw people who saw, well, this gave them a captive audience because, hey, we're gaming and I'm just going to keep throwing little bits of crumbs out there. And now that you don't have where, hey, we're just a group, all we all come to set somebody's house, you know, keep the peace. We're all just going to game and have fun, do what we're going to do, whether we're here to play some sort of tabletop RPG or we're just running a marathon of... Uh, uh, what, what, what is it? Something Legacy. Um, Tron Legacy. Decent movie, terrible writing. Um, <laughs> no, the uh, Risk Legacy. You know, you, you've lost that where people are trying to sit down and actually have interaction that way. IRL. And you have way too many people retreating to the online, and when their group can't make it all the time, then they turn to, well, I guess I'll just go and click on one of these groups but like we've discussed in the past where you can't have men only game groups but it's okay to have women only and minority only you know it's those same things where now you're being these people are being exposed and all they want to do is game but they're surrounded by a bunch of people who are trying to put forth ideology and then when it comes down to the quality of the games it's these same people trying to put forth a certain ideology that are influencing the companies Magic the Gathering for one uh, you see what they did with their artists and how everything looks like it's cut from the exact same cloth. When we can remember back in the day, especially Gabo here, because he is old and ancient and crusty, that the art was drastically different within the same set. Multiple arts for the same card kind of thing. 
because they just hired artists and were like, look, this is what we want. Give us something in this general, vague area. And they got it, and it was cool, and it may not have all looked the same, and some of it didn't look good. But you still got something that made you see, like, all right, these are these are the fucking Llanowar elves, man. They're badass. They got, like, mohawks, and they shave the sides of their head, and they get tattoos. No, oh, dude, they're like badass elves. You know, the, the, the quote at the bottom of the card says, a broken bone for every broken twig under step. That's badass. Nowadays, I mean, we're looking at one right now because I was pulling stuff up just to entertain myself and not barge in. And look at this, we've got a fat bearded guy on a card, but this is Hans Eriksson's. Uh, he, he's mentioned in an old Magic the Gathering lore from, I believe it was... Uh, you believe it was uh, and a long sigh. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pull up. So, what set is that? It's the frost symbol. Um, oh yeah, we're looking at ice, ice age. age. There it is up yeah. top. Yeah, he's he's mentioned in just some flavor text, and they finally gave him a card, and it's cool. But the art I feel doesn't go along with the older art. And yeah, they're never gonna get that same art to do that same thing because everyone's art is always evolving. But it feels so empty now the art looking at it you know it looks like oh they just they took some highlights and nothing against the artists you know they are doing really good with the medium they're in but it doesn't have the same soul you know and then you look at the people trying to write the game and there are so many they're like oh there's not enough female characters and it's like half of the lead female character or half of the lead characters are female in this gatewatch thing they put out some of the best characters have been females in the old lore, you know, even with before, consistency. Even just recently, uh, when they first released Planeswalkers, Liliana Vest was, became a household name. Chandra became a household name among Magic players. Nobody, nobody looked at them first, you know, as oh, that's a chick. Or that's a woman, you know, inclusivity and diversity. That's They're a just, badass necromancer. That, yeah, it's a badass necromancer who the happens bat. to be female and, you know, rocks that fucking dress really well. Right? Anyway, I'm, I'm stepping back out because otherwise I'm going to start ranting. <laughs> but, you know, we can look through the history and not just Magic the Gathering. You want to talk about something. They canceled the uh, Dragonlance uh, Chronicles book, I believe it was. Um, continuation of the dragons of winter night and all that jazz the same thing with uh silver gold moon and uh all those people who survived i haven't gotten through the second book still i've been really lazy about the reading but they just canceled it and they already had the first book like ready for print of the new books to finally end their story it's supposed to be a trilogy that would just that'd be it close the bar curtains close Hold on. i gave you your time yep yep so, they did all this, right? They, they had it ready to go. The problem started coming in with these people who were after having some sort of power. And it's like, oh, it wasn't diverse enough. I'm sorry, it's not diverse enough. I think there's only like two... No, no, no. There are three humans in the group. A human wizard who doesn't even look human anymore. A human fighter-ish barbarian. Well, he's not a barbarian. He's a human fighter. And then you've got the human female fighter. So one of them who's pretty much given up his humanity. One of them, yeah, sure, he's the vanilla guy. But the other one is a chick fighter who isn't just, ooh, look, I'm wearing a, a um, scale male bikini. That was never her thing. She, like, had barbarian rage with a sword. All the rest of it is you've got an old dwarf. You had a couple of elves and a half-elf in there. And you had a kender, which is pretty much a hobbit, which is a fucking halfling. And a bunch of other cast, and it wasn't just, oh look, these are the, the white saviors coming through town. No, it didn't matter. But they weren't diverse enough. You know why? Because one of them wasn't a blue-haired, twin-souled, fucking furry, whatever. That didn't matter. This was a world where they had dragon people. This is a world where an entire race of gnomes lived in a volcano because that's what... That was me. There was a weird sound coming in through the audio on the left side. and it, Thunk. It messed me up. It <laughs> <laughs> was not intentional. Just keep going, dude. I just, I'm... Anyways, out of the whole thing of 
them claiming diversity, it, it they declare what diversity is and it changes every day. This was a world where literally they had millions of possible characters and groups and it took decades for them to get these books out. And it's more than just, oh, these are our fucking demi-human fucking pan-gender bullshit. It wasn't conforming to their modern sensibilities. So they kiboshed it. They actually violated a contract to cut the project, and this is a wizard's property. These two ladies, I think the, both the writers are female. Yes, they are. Are some of the best writers for D&D, like, hands down. New for, York Times bestsellers. And beyond that, they're beloved by, you know, the vast majority of people who read D&D novels, the books. Can attest. And to have them be besmirched by these fucking neon-haired children. Yeah, no, get the fuck out of my game. And that's why I vote in my wallet and I don't buy anything D&D anymore. If it says Wizards of the Coast for D&D products, I don't buy. You know, I, I buy... I was buying magic cards there for a while, but now after some of the shit they've tried to pull on people... With their own judges, how they're they're okay because love is love because apparently they're completely copacetic with pedophiles being judges at tournaments with you know younger children because it fits their narrative. Now, sorry, this ain't a Boy Scout jamboree. You don't do that shit here. There's all this stuff that they're just throwing under the bus because it doesn't fit their view of things. And it's more than that, it's lore stuff. We can look at Star Wars. We can look at Star Trek. And I don't like Star Trek. I'm not going to say I hate it, but I don't like Star Trek. DS9 was pretty cool. Next Generation, I've seen quite a bit of it, but still I'm kind of meh, and I can never sit down and watch the series episode after episode. I can't do it. But still, I'm not the biggest fan, but I give it a fair shake, and I'm... I'll talk shit because I like talking shit. But the things they've done in the latest lore is just terrible. Like, it is... Even I'm over there like, oh god, why? J.J. Abrams seemed like a new hope at one point. He was gonna bring us back all the things that made it great, but no. He made us copies out of member berries and it tastes like shit. And you can't unshit in my mouth after you've shit in my mouth. It, it's fucking horrible. It, and it's other fandoms, too. I mean, well, fucking Red Dwarf is still fucking going, and they're starting to pull this shit into it. Doctor Who? Oh, I, Doctor Who has been bad since fucking Smith took over. That's when a lot of this shit started. Um... They're just moving into things because they're trying to find places where they can feel powerful. And after they've gotten their way, they move on. But it's not a simple process. They're still going after Warhammer. They're still going after a whole bunch of other gaming shit. I mean, and they've been after gaming since Gamergate started. And it's still not gone away. So any idea that, oh, it'll burn down and we'll have a little Dark Age and we'll be better. Yeah, the generation after us will have that. They'll have the coming back. We're sitting here watching Rome turn from the fucking shining light of war and creative culture into now. The barbarians aren't at the gates. They're inside the gates. Because we invited them in. Because originally gaming was pretty goddamn inclusive. And I'm sorry, but we've had the old man over here, uh, the old pink skin sitting in the corner, tell us about all the times when gaming was just inclusive and yeah you crack jokes you talk shit because that's what you do go ahead you motherless piss bucket bag of donkey shit <laughs> I am pink not skin? pink I am green the superior color it's not easy being green <laughs> anyway one of the things that we did back then, and uh, that's one of the things people have forgotten now, and I'm going to get off my high horse here real quick and let you have the microphone back, mm -hmm. but one of the things we did when somebody shows up at the gaming table, they did not show up with a list of fucking demands like they do now. 
nobody, nobody at the company gave a list of demands for their players like they do now. Back then, everybody realized that, hey, we're all gamers, we want to play games, we want to have fun, and we realized that other people are going to have different thoughts and opinions and viewpoints than myself. And when somebody else sat down at the game table and we started chit-chatting during downtime or pre-game or post-game, we gave them a fair shake. But an asshole is an asshole is an asshole, and eventually you gotta tell them to GTFO. Yeah, if we got an asshole, totally. We'd tell them to GTFO, or hey, the, the group already has five people piss off. But if it was a new group starting or whatever, a lot of times we would sit there and be like, hey, what's your story, dude? You know, we would try to understand the angle the other person was coming from, give them a fair shake, you know, give them a chance. But now everybody seems to come in and go, well, you have to change your, the way you're running this game because these words trigger me, or you can't have this race in the game because it triggers me, or none of the races in your game can be different races because it triggers me. And that's not the way groups and gameplay should be. It should be everybody sit down and give everybody else a fair shake and understand that these are actually different people with different viewpoints, different thoughts, different experiences. Not everybody's going to be a fucking carbon copy of each other at the same game table. we got to stop trying to make gaming a carbon copy thing like they're trying to do with inclusivity and diversity. Otherwise, we're all just going to be shapeless, formless, floating balls in a fucking post-apocalyptic world which strangely enough has enough wheelchair access for everyone yeah and that's that's one of the things is it's funny because they're using the words like inclusivity and diversity but not in the right ways because they're not talking about diversity of anything other than arbitrary things people don't have control over and it's not oh we want a diversity of thought we want uh, we want, you know, these people and these people. And, you know, it really shouldn't fucking matter. Because guess what? When I'm sitting down to play some D&D or fucking Animal Crossing or fucking any of that shit, I don't want to hear your rendition of the Communi Communist Manifesto and how Mao Zedong was right. Because guess what? You're wrong. That's my fucking view. And that's what history has shown. Your ideology has a body count anywhere close to that. I'm sorry, but communism killed more people than the fucking Crusades, alright? And that is my issue with it. These people are just quoting stuff because they feel like it'll change the world to where they're the winners. When aren't we all just supposed to try and get along, make it so that we all win just a little bit most of the time? Shouldn't we sit together and try and make it a better world together? Not browbeat motherfuckers because they slightly disagree with you? Or worse yet, because you feel threatened by them. I'm sorry, but I will not create a new aristocracy. Just so that you can say, oh, everything's better. When everything's supposed to be voted through all the time. Because we are a representative democracy in this country. And that is why I'm glad I'm a fucking American. Because guess what? Votes can change over time. We've seen it where states who used to be way back when they were first founded a certain way are now a different way and I don't care if it went left right sideways up down fucking turn indigo for all I fucking care but it's that things change over time and people are the ones who change it people aren't changed by things and we're seeing it in gaming where now it's coming down at us they're coming after your fucking gaming groups. They're coming after your consoles. They're coming after every fucking part of what lets us unwind from the world. Now it's getting hard to relax from anything. You're gonna have to fall back into the member berries, man, and start reading old books, watching old movies, playing old games, because guess what? They're the only ones where, hey, it's just a fucking game, man. Enjoy it, waste your time how you see fit, and get it done. That's what it's come down to. But I'm going to kick it back to the wider group because you know what? I don't think people are really going to enjoy this of us just ranting. I think it's going to need to be more of a discussion. I really, really we, feel we, after We've already this. gone like 40 minutes of ranting just between the two of you. Yeah, no, that's why I'm... Six, uh, ceding the rest of the time. Yes, I'm ceding the rest of my time, unlike those filthy fucking D's in D.C. Wow, we're getting into politics in a gaming podcast. Um, I'm going mean, to nix that right now as the actually and legitimately 
democratically elected leader of this fucking podcast. Remember, before we even recorded our first session, I'm like, ah, who should be the guy nope. to make the calls? You guys I, all I'm trying me. not to cuss, remember? I don't want to say douchebag. Well, you, <laughs> well, you guys voted me as King Douchebag. <laughs> I remember it very well there, sitting in my living room with you, uh, Kazarkan, Darth Narciss, Nej, and that it which shall not be named. That, uh, yes, exactly. That which shall not be named. And there, there was five people the there. The white one. And I voted for... And I, I, I think I voted for you instead of me. I can't remember that part. But I know you guys pretty much unanimously like, All right, Goblin, you take it over. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I do for one it. thing, it made set. And who were you going to vote for? Not me. That's for Yeah, Because sure. <laughs> I was going to say, I distinctly remember... It came down to it. We didn't even get around to voting because we all just unanimously turned to you because, for one, you're the GM, so i.e. you're already the one in power. For two, we were like, well, he's the oldest one, so if he dies, one of us will be able to take over after we've already learned how to do everything, so chances are pretty good for us. At least that was my process and the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on my side, it was like, this dude is a GM already, and he knows how to deal with people, and... He's been teaching. He's already in the mentor position. He can have that. He can have the leadership. His Good ball. thing is, if we get you a uh, dungeon master costume, unlike everyone else, we will not have to get you a bald cap. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> a big, fat, frothy donkey cock for you. All right. Yeah. So we. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we, we needed a moment of levity after all of that ranting about the industry being poisoned. And I myself, that's actually uh, a good thing that you brought up earlier, and I didn't jump in, I, even though I wanted to. Ironically, Gamergate is the catalyst for me starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, as you remember, we were sitting around and I was talking about Sarkeesian's videos about female empowerment and gaming and stuff, and I believe it was Sargon of Akkad at the time, he was making some comments about it, TLDR was in on the bandwagon about it. Bearing was making some videos. This was before uh, a lot of the channels we watch now even uh, came online. Mm -hmm. And there was no Magog in those days. There was times. no Magog in those days. Oh my god, I love his uh, TL well, TLDR was still releasing weekly content. Wait, was this before or after his whole spiel went down where he's apparently like a douche waffle? I don't know. There's a lot of douche waffles. This was back when Armored Skeptic was still Armored Skeptic, okay? All right, this is before he got infected with some shoe? This is the old days of the internet. Okay, well, not the old days. I mean, Boxy was already dethroned from being the queen, but yeah. uh, what I'm this saying... Was, oh, God, this was post-Leafy era, too. That's right. What I'm saying is this is the era when uh, Sarkeesian was just about the pinnacle at the zenith of her career of bashing men in games... And that's what caught me on board. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I realized there's this Gamergate thing, and I start delving into how did it start? Who's involved? Where's all this shit coming from? And the deeper I get into it, the more I'm realizing, hey, this is all anti-me. And worse, as I am at that time, the guy behind the counter on Saturdays at the local game store where I'm working... As an investor, as somebody who loves the game so much, I got a fucking job selling gaming books. It hurts my company and my clients. And then you besides. And, and yeah, well, besides me. I mean, yeah, this is a hobby I love and everything, but how can I sell a product to somebody if I'm being told that person is the ultimate root of all evil? Oh, there's a white dude who comes in and he's all, you know, carrying an anime body pillow and shit? Oh, I can't sell him Dungeons and Dragons because he's uh, already entitled. No, fuck that. He's a customer. He's a person. He's somebody with an anime body pillow, so he's probably got some issues upstairs, but... He probably also has money. He probably also has money. So from a business standpoint, I want that money because it helps me pay rent. From a personal standpoint, like I said, back in the old games, we gave people a fair shake. Right. Maybe that anime pillow is just his little brother's. We don't know. Or a gift for a friend. Or he lost a bet. Or he lost a bet. Or he There's lost a any bet. number of There's things. any number of things. And it was anti my customers. Who they are as people. Who they, who, as individuals. 
And it wasn't just the white dudes. It was, you know, their wives, their moms, their kids, their sons, you know, just about anybody they knew. So this wasn't just an attack against me. This was an attack against an entire industry I grew up with and the other people who come into the game store while I'm working and it's attacking them as well. Regardless of who or why. Yeah, regardless of who or why. So that's ironically how this podcast started, was I saw that and I'm like, hey guys, let's bitch about the gaming industry. And unfortunately, uh, as to the topic of this week's episode, things that are poisoning the games, it's only gotten worse. Nobody, the, the warning signs were there four or five years ago. They were there long before yeah, that. They were I there. knew, yeah. like, I knew that people were buying game reviews when I was seven. That's 20 years ago, plus or minus, and I nicked the table. God, you're young. Yes, I am. But uh, the same... I'm staring down the barrel of 30. You know what's really great about being as old as I am? When I finally have my heart attack, I'll have to never look at you two again. <laughs> no, no, because remember, you live in a state where they can Narcan your ass. No, I don't live in Oregon. Narcan is an Oregon drug now. Narcan for a heart attack. No, because I have a feeling your heart attack will be caused by something. Probably because I stubbed my toe on the kitchen counter in the middle of the night and it pissed me off so much. No, it's going to be caused by all that goddamn dew. Or that horse cum or whatever the fuck it is you drink. It, I like my horse cum, thank you very much. <laughs> and y'all call furries weird. No, no, okay, uh, what I'm referring to for our, for those who want an explanation as to why Goblin drinks horse cum, <laughs> and I love my horse cum, it's actually by B-A-I, which is the Chinese word for white, it's coconut flavored drink, it's like zero calories, zero sugar, but it tastes just like Zero coconut. natural flavors? Zero everything, but I guess they add white dye to it or whatever, and it's, it's basically coconut water. And the stuff is just fucking delicious. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. You can pour like two gallons in front of me and I will fucking drink it. It may take him a, a, you know, an hour or two, but I'll do it. He likes it warm. No, actually, <laughs> I like it uh, chilled. Really, because I only ever saw you have it in your bag and I know they don't put those things in the fridge. No, because I buy them from work out of the fucking vending machine. Okay. Yeah, the vending machine, like... Stocked them. Chilled, can, you know, chilled sandwiches and shit, freezer yeah. food. But, oh, we're getting way off topic. We're getting way off. Way we off need this levity, though. We need levity at the moment, you know, because <laughs> right now, anybody who stops and, and pays attention to what's going on in the world of gaming with the way Wizards of the Coast is acting, with Squaresoft, well, I won't really... Yeah, okay, fine. With Squaresoft, Enix, Ubisoft, pretty much anybody right now except for CD Projekt Red is just being a complete douche nozzle. So yeah, we need a little bit of levity. We all need to laugh at the fact that Goblin likes his coconut flavored horse cum. <laughs> but if you pick up a bottle and hold it to the light and shake it a little bit, you'll see why I call it horse cum. It has those weird swirls in it. It's weird. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why we started the podcast is we are by design Post-Empire. You know, that's why I put on our tagline. We're uncensored, unprepared, unscripted. Because we are. We, we call it like we see it, like people would do it back in the old days. That's why there's mm -hmm. no scripts on this show, because if I was scripting, I could alter the wording to make it more palatable. And by altering the wording, I'm lying to my listener, and I don't want to lie to people. Now, mind you, I will put this out there. The only scripts we have ever used is to try and get our goddamn intro right, and even the old intro we did where two of us were just talking for an intro. God, that shit is hard, and I much prefer being off the cuff like this. Yeah, the scripts are annoying, yeah. and like you have to write them, you have to proof them, you sure. have to decide on the direction they're going, you have to then execute them yourself with others, and then teach them the, the script so that they can... You know, read it and not sound like they're reading off the paper. Well, shit, you guys remember the uh, season two intro I wrote up, which was a two minute script for an intro. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> just, we, were, uh, like, yeah. We, we were so glad that the other podcast guys we were talking with at the time were like, cut that down. Yeah, cut that down. You need to remove need... about one minute and 50 seconds from that. <laughs> which is understandable. Yeah, and... Which is totally understandable. 
anymore, we just leave it up to the goblin because now he has copious amounts of time. Oh, yeah. So he can just sit there. The only downside is his computer is apparently trying to commit seppuku. Oh, very much so. <laughs> this is a shit time to lose my job because I need to drop $3,000 on a new gaming rig super fast. <laughs> There's nothing like logging in this place, Star Trek, get all involved with my Klingon kill fast, and then my system goes, blue screen, and I'm like... You can't even blue screen. It's the wrong OS. <laughs> Somehow it found a way. Somehow it found a way. Uh, but yeah, the, the podcast that we run is Post-Empire. And Empire, because there is a thematic difference between Empire and Post-Empire. Empires who put on smiley faces and act like everything's nice. And it's basically nothing more than being clickbait. Yeah. Talking heads. Talking heads, clickbait. Post-Empire doesn't give a shit about that. You call the truth out as you see it. We're basically a modified version of pre-Empire, because pre-Empire, back in the old Wild West days of fucking uh, flash art and all that shit, oh, and, yeah. and oh. the fucking Tim Pool over there in his fucking van. No, it wasn't even his van. He was fucking camping out in fucking Occupy and all that shit, just doing it from his phone, straight uploading to fucking whatever flash page it was that all the shit started on. Yeah. You know, back in the day when... YouTube didn't exist. It was all about fucking, what was it, Newgrounds? And I don't know, tell me, old guy. What was uh, Consumption shit? Junction was one of my favorites. Rotten.com. Oh, I should not drop these website names. It will say what kind of a horrible kid I was. Kid, you were, you were old by then. I know. I, was, I had not yet turned 30. Okay? So that was kid years. Uh, yeah, so Consumption Junction, Rotten.com, 4chan wasn't even a fucking thing back then. Oh, God. Yeah, Newgrounds, though, they were super big, and of course they had their fight with E-Bombs World. And that's just the way it was. It was all over the place. Things went viral before just fucking YouTube, which is why we have majorly pulled back from YouTube, because all the stuff going on there, I mean, the censorship, that's the big thing. We are anti-censorship. That's why... We cuss and all that shit. We're going to try and impose a thing on ourselves. We're going to try and get more creative because I'm sure you get tired of how many times we say fuck every episode. I'm sure it's a drinking game. Someone has to have done it. <laughs> every time I lose my shit and say some like curse word that's just totally made up on the fly. Yeah. Or cite the wrong game system. Oh, yeah. I love that very ham-fisted edit and how I still say the wrong one because you didn't let me know even though I was half a room away. Well, actually, while I was editing the podcast... Uh, from two weeks ago, and I went off on Starfinder, and like three times I called it Pathfinder. Well, same so I'm people. just sitting at my computer, banging my head against the desk, going, "I gotta edit myself saying the wrong thing." God damn it! So that, that's about the only editing we do, besides just taking the sound down and taking out probably 15 minutes of ums, us, and uh. Nope, I don't even do that anymore. I'm lazy. <laughs> Super dirty edit. Uh, these are the most filthy fucking edits possible, you know. And again, it's one of those things. I I like editing to a point, but when it starts to become deceptive against the audience, I don't like editing too much. So if somebody's pausing in thought, that's why I got a filler track. It's, it's to let the listener convey that, okay, moment somebody's of- brain has just went hard. <laughs> derp, 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 derp. derp. Or lately with our latest setup where I've got a 32-inch TV in front of us as I'm turning to click on it because I'd rather face the guys because when I have the mic in front of the uh, monitor, I then have to turn to look at these assholes. And that's too much effort. Effort. (laughs) I'm fat. I'm lazy. The less, the better. So I think uh, we're getting near the one-hour mark now. Relatively close. And I think they deserve a short episode after having to deal with Two of us just completely monologuing off. Yeah, so if you didn't like this episode, blame these two for taking most of the airtime. Hey, I blame you for coming up with this idea. Uh, I get it. No, that one falls on me. I'm the one who said I had a rant. And he's like, fuck it, we'll run with it. Yep. I was Here like, we are. Yeah, he wanted a rant. I'm like, fuck it, we'll go with it. I, that's my, uh, I can make that executive choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want our listeners to know that... Uh, the infection plaguing gaming, and from what these two have said earlier, what I've said over the course of 130 episodes now. Jesus. Yeah. It's astounding to me that we, we're we that broke out, I think we're at like 135. 
Remember when half of our old podcast mates said we'd never make it uh, a whole season? Yeah, they were like, we're going to make it six months, and here we are almost in five, uh, about closing, to precipice five years. Yeah, closing on five years we've done. Closing on five years now. But the thing is, I just want our listeners to know that no matter what happens, no matter how much we cuss and swear and talk just complete malarkey sometimes. Or the same episode over and over, because I've looked through our past episodes and... We've got a couple where we've literally said the same thing a few times. No. Well, it's more of our talking points. Our talking points, yeah, but like opinions do change, dude. Like we get there. We also can revisit some older episodes because we have them. We have them, and mm-hmm. sometimes you need to revisit a topic because you know shit happens. Or it's changed. But like I, well, I was uh, <clears throat> bumping the table for. Uh, <laughs> what I'd like to say though is whatever happens. As a podcast group, you know, even though we pulled back on Facebook and we pulled back on YouTube, for those who still want to be interested in the old school style of gaming where you gave people a fucking fair shake when they sat down at your table, instead of judging them by whatever label they wanted to wear, whether it was a personal identity or a political ideology or whatever, you gave everybody a fair shake. And the most important thing, though, is with that fair shake, you give, you get. Or you get, you give. So if somebody's willing to give you a fair shake, don't make demands. Give them a fair shake. Try to see what's going on at the game table from their point of view or what's going on with the game company from their point of view. Broaden your horizons. Broaden the horizons. Uh, As my old man would say uh, in between my beatings, don't judge another man before you walk walk a mile in his moccasins. And I see... I usually just don't like to steal a man's moccasins. Well, I don't like to steal another man's moccasins because I have small feet. <laughs> and they look like clown shoes made of leather on me. Like people's skin flopping around on my toes. But it's like I have toe foreskin wearing moccasins, okay? Especially when they're stolen. But what I'm trying to say is we had a, a, a point of view back then that if somebody, before you judge them, try to figure out what angle they're coming from. And a lot of people these days don't want that. They want everybody else to understand their angle. They demand they understand their angle. And they come in big sticks swinging. And they're unwilling to at least concede and let the other person speak their point of view. Or what I love is there are people who are mad. They don't want solutions. They just want to be mad. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And this inability to discuss and to learn and to concede has pervaded everything and here we are back again Mm -hmm. back to the topic you know this is how that poison spreads whatever it's you know currently affecting it's still the same shit and we can be better we need to be better no no you be human I'll be a goblin and when you're trying to be better, I'm going to pack my shit and walk the fuck out and take my eggs and meat with me and live in a fucking van down by the river eating my government cheese. First off, fuck you. I am a glorious dragon. Do not mistake the two. Second, I think Blasphemous has something he wants to say. Fuck you, I'm a red panda I, I was going to say, how the fuck was he going to get a... Van down by the river, he can't even drive. <laughs> like, how many phone books? We're going to have to find phone books for you to sit on for one, Grandpa. Okay, that's actually... <laughs> finding a van is the easy part. The phone books are right. Holy... <laughs> Not only that, they we're going to have to find, like, some old fucking store where they still have, you know, those alphabet blocks and start gluing their shits together so you can work the pedals. <laughs> No time for love, Dr. Jones. Okay, that's it. I am done with this episode. We have gone way off topic. We needed a, an unwinding session for about 20 minutes after 40 minutes of ranting. So I think I'm going to call it good here this week. Next week, we're doing space combat. Uh-huh. Well, it's greater. It's ship-to-ship combat, whether you're flying, boating, fucking deep space. And the funny part is, you just said we revisit topics, and this is a topic we've done. Yes, but I think this one explicitly was how do you do it on tabletop. I've had some issues in video okay. gaming lately of Starship Combat, and oh, I've got some fucking issues. Okay, so we're going to do Starship Combat next week. Anyway, I need to go. Uh, 
I need to go sit on a throne for a while. So, that's me. Check it out. Game Goblin going back to my crypt. Kazarkan, back to the skies. Goth Blasphemous signing off. Uh, here's hoping that that better year comes, yeah? Yeah. Did you get into the Cheetos again? No, I'm just running for president.